Hello and welcome to episode four of Breaking Borders. Firstly, I'd just like to say a massive thank you to everyone who's been listening to the past few episodes. We've received some amazing feedback and it's been great to know that you're enjoying what we're doing. We're sorry there's been a bit of a delay since the last episode, but we're working on getting some more guests on very soon. Today, we sit down with Ayush Pashnanda, a photojournalist who I've known for many years and worked with um, with the band. Um, It was a great pleasure to speak with him about events and protests and things that he's done over the past year, the awards that he's won. Yeah, we just had a really interesting conversation. We hear about um, him getting in the mix in different mosh pits and raves and also getting pepper sprayed very recently in a protest, which is crazy. As always, this episode is brought to you by Samba Media. This is Breaking Borders. How are you, mate? You good? I'm well, I'm well. Um trying to keep busy regarding everything, but you know, at least just just keep it moving. I think that's the big thing. Keep it moving. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Well, I guess we should just uh, get straight straight into it, mate. Just want to ask you sort of initially what, what your sort of background is and how how you actually, you know, got engaged in photography. Sure, sure. Um so uh, I'm I'm a photographer. I I spend time photographing different subcultures, different, uh, more now different social issues, protests, uh, people, events, music as well, when when that existed all that time ago. Um, I got into photography when I was doing an uh, internship around 2015. And um, I kind of picked it up as, as a hobby because I studied it in college. And right. it kind of led on from there I, I just really didn't let it go I kind of took up took, I went to university studying photojournalism and ever since then I really can't leave the house without a camera I mean man I've had a look at your Instagram bro and everybody's got an Instagram page and everybody I think seems to think they're a <laughs> photographer but yours is absolutely insane genuinely I look I look at it mm-hmm. and I'm, then I go back to mine and I'm just like embarrassed by it <laughs> <laughs> It's cool, really, isn't it? How how you, how you can now utilize Instagram as your own sort of portfolio, I guess, can't you? Oh, completely, completely. Mm. So for you, Ayush, is is that what you're doing full time now? Totally. Very thankfully, um, I'm doing photography full time, but I'm also filming podcasts. Uh, I do like fashion things. I, I report on events and stories. So photography is the core, and it kind of branches out from there. So there's there's a lot of it. Nice. And so. How was that? When's the sort of realization of it being a hobby and then becoming, you know, your full-time career? Oh, um, I think it was late 2019, I'd say. I started getting, like, a hefty amount of bookings just out of nowhere. And I didn't have much else time to do my full-time job when I was in Cardiff, which was, um, I was just, it sounds really strange but um i was the person that edits uh portraits of um schools oh nice yeah. <laughs> it would be like a, a school kid's uh, photo for the year seven class and i would edit their like <laughs> reflection at their glasses or make sure that they're not vomiting in a picture <laughs> and yeah there, there was there was there was pictures of like kids that the photographer had taken and it was free portraits and the first two would be fine. The third one would be like either the kid is covered in sick or the child's crying or there's like blood coming <laughs> out their nose. It's a, it's a lot. 
a lot of weird portraits I had to like go through and say, can't use that one, have to use this one. But um, it was around then I started doing a lot more in London and now I'm back home in London trying to like see every way possible I can work, whether that's through music, through news, or even uh, just other things I could get my fingers into. <laughs> mm. That's cool, man. So I've just been onto your online portfolio as well. And obviously you're only 23 years old. And on there it oh, says God, yeah. you've won the largest international photography competition in the world. And I've yes. worked with such clients like Google, Fred Perry and BBC Wales. You know, for someone at such a young age, that's that's an amazing feat. You know, so how, how did you sort of get into, get get to being at that sort of stage? Oh God, I, I, I want to say it was luck. Well, actually, no, it was all luck. Um, but it, it's 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 uh, like I'd say seventy percent luck, thirty percent networking, mm-hmm. and it, it's like kind of using each opportunity and then finding a way you can implement yourself into that place or just speak to people, show your your genuine, show that you're interested, and which is which is everyone will be interested in opportunities, but you have to show that you can commit. You can make like a call sheet for six a.m across the UK you could travel to like Berlin with three four days notice and mm. do something with them again you have to I think opportunities for young people obviously you just have to be ready but it all kind of sprung off from the I am competition I'm not sure if you can see that was the picture that one it's a bit far back cool. but, um I'll have to post that on, on our Instagram for the listener for sure for sure uh but uh it, i i entered in this competition uh 2018 so it was a free competition i didn't think anything of it i went to india and then i came back and my appendix decided to explode and then i went to hospital and i as soon as i came out of hospital i checked my emails and the first email was oh you've been shortlisted for this competition and i was like oh crazy wow and then i was like oh, i have universal i start my i start my third year in a week so i have to get back to uni and then I went back to uni and then a week later I got a call from the guys at IM saying I've won. So, oh my God, this is so overwhelming. And I was like, this is great. And then yeah. I headed to Berlin and then met some really cool people, like met with Google Germany and I tried out the, it was like the first person to test out the Google Pixel 3. Right. And it was pretty cool camera, pretty cool phone. Didn't get to keep it, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then... Um, following that i did some work with fred perry through zoom fest which was amazing but yeah yeah it's, it's just all about kind of keeping a connection keeping a relationship between different people and companies yeah it seems like one one thing then leads on to one to another doesn't it so is it is it that momentum that you feel like you need to keep going yeah yeah, yeah. completely i think i think what you say about it being 70 percent, you know luck. i don't think you're being fair to yourself there you should know i think <laughs> You know, I know I'm, I know how much hard work you put into, you know, your career and things and and having worked with you, you know, in the capacity of the band and things. I know how, you know, you're, you're, you're a really likable person and you, you get to know your client. And I think that's that's a, a massive thing is, is you're not just, you know, turning up, taking a few photos and then you're off. You know, it's it's that it's sort of like, you know, your client, you know, the background to them, you know what they're after. You, you know, you find that out. And I think. I think you're you're not being quite you're not ju- you know giving yourself justice uh, there to say that seventy percent luck. You have to. I think you have to be humble during this time. Like you, you meet people that are like quite big headed, and it, it it scares you away, and it kind of puts you in a position where you don't want to be. Like you have to be grounded and humble. 
accept mm. everything as it is. Mm. No, I respect that. What some of your re- most recent projects, uh, at least on Instagram alone, anyway, are, are all based around protests. Um, so, um, how's that been as a as a broad question? Well, well, protest itself is is crazy because you get you catch information about one protest and you expect it to be exciting, expect something to happen, and there's four people there and they're all just like drinking Stella, and you're like, this is boring. <laughs> so, you, you I was like, head home, but then you head to another protest, expecting ten people to turn up and two thousand people come out. Yeah, and you just have to be ready to for everything. You have to be ready for different people, different experiences. Yeah, and it it really I see it as a complete mirror to my my project I've finished and released last year, which is about rave raving in Cardiff. Right, and um, I spent three years all throughout uni just photographing different events, different raves, and I kind of put it all together in like a chronological order book. And I see it very similar to protests now, how crowds move, how people turn up. Because I would get told about an event when I was in uni, something to come down, and there'd be four people there drinking cellar. Or I'll be told, oh, event's not going to sell out, but I still have to go. And 2,000 or 200 people turn up to this tiny, tiny room. Yeah. And it's the exact same, exact same almost connotations and emotions that go through. And I'm trying to mirror that almost this year. Yeah, I suppose what I'm interested in is is that when you so when you're sort of like looking at you know wh- which events or protests to go to, are you looking for you know movements and organisations that you're supporting and you're going to you know be a part of that, or are you just going as a photographer just to capture that event? Like what? what how, I suppose what I'm after is how do you differentiate yourself from the protest crowd, or do you, do you even try to? Well, I will go to any protest first of all i don't want to discriminate against any event i want to go there as a neutral and kind of witness what's happening as just someone who's completely on the middle ground i'll obviously go to events such as like the b11 movement the extinction rebellion to show support because i guess i i do believe in them more but i'll never vocalize that i'll just photograph it as i see it and that's the same with even protests I've been to, which are quite far right, such as like the a Tommy Robinson protest or like an EDL protest, and I've I've gone there completely almost blind as like an idiot, not expecting anything and just photographing it as as it happens. And I think as a photographer, as a journalist, it, it's the best way to go about things. If you if you go there with an agenda, you're kind of turning the story to favor yourself. And I think. If you want to prove a point, that is that is almost acceptable, I think. But if you want to kind of show history or show something for as it is, you cannot discriminate against anything, even if it does mean you don't believe in it. Absolutely, and I think on on an artistic level as well, as you as you just mentioned there, you know, to go as somebody that is neutral or you know somebody that is doesn't stand out from the crowd, you know, you, you capture that authenticity almost. Yeah, mm. I wouldn't like to attend the Tommy Robinson event. <laughs> I can't, I can't lie. It, it, it's scary. It's almost like going to a football game. Uh, most most of his, like, I guess, fans are just football hooligans, but people will come up to you and assume that you're the worst pers- person because I'm, I'm, I'm the media. They see a camera and I'm brown. 
they think of me as the devil. And the, the, the things I've heard, the, way, the ways people just, like, treated me is insane. I'm like, how, how do people still think like this? But yeah. it kind of makes me a bit more, uh, I guess, sharp, saying if, if they come up to me like, oh, mate, what are you doing with that camera? And I can go, I can go back to them. Oh, you're right, Giza. I'm from East London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and kind of, like throw it back to them, and they they've really taken a step back, and they they're likely to say, "Oh, mate, do you want to have a beer?" I'm like, "No, cool, thank you, but thanks." Mm. And I'm I don't want to actively show that I'm engaging with them, but if I if I show them that I'm not I'm not the enemy, they're less likely to almost attack and less likely to bother me. Yeah. So I try to almost show a neutral with everyone. That's that's on the right and the left. So even at the BLM protests, I speak to people and kind of show how I'm trying to like communicate a story. So I'm like, oh, why are you here? Like, oh, just I'm here for this. Like, oh, where are you from? And kind of so they know I'm interested. I'm not going yeah. to be like a press photographer who goes there with three big zoom lenses and gets really tight pictures of everyone. I want to show mm -hmm. I have a connection with each crowd, be it good or bad, there's something there. Yeah. yeah. Some some of the some of the pictures that you put on Instagram, uh, you know, as I mentioned in, in recent weeks in terms of protests, of the reminiscent of, of iconic pictures that we that we that are shown in history classes, you know, while, uh, while you're in school. Thank which you. Is, thank you very much. Yeah. Honestly, some of them are unreal, man. Very much in, appreciate that. In years to come, I wouldn't be surprised if I, you know, <laughs> if we see some of those in in schools. Oh, that's very kind of you. The the big talking point, really, you know, looking at your your Instagram and things with recent experiences in uh, in process. You know, you know, we saw that you recently were pepper sprayed, um, and obviously that was probably oh, yeah. a a big experience for you. So just talk us through, you know, where were you? What 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 protest was it? What was going on? Mm -hmm. So um, I'll, I'll actually take it a, a two weeks before saying um, it was like the, it was a kill kill the bill protest in Bristol. And I, I wasn't there, but you could see how the police reacted and it was getting quite intense. And this is like one of the first killed, this is the biggest killed a bill protest in London. Mm. And that was, um, it was about the bill, which is set to ban protest, make protests legal, essentially, which is really quite dangerous because it's hitting like freedom of speech a lot. And if you ban freedom of speech, it's, it's a whole nother kettle of fish there. But, um, the the every every everything throughout the day was quite calm and this this happened during a during a parliament square um and jeremy corbyn was actually giving a speech like um across the other side of the road but I, there was no way to get to him i wanted to portrait but chock a block full of people and um i was actually full i was actually on the road um seeing a group of kids blocking a mcdonald's van a, mcdonald's truck from crossing over for some reason they thought it was a good idea and um police came in and the police that came in were the psg police and they they are they're the ones that you don't really want to see who come in with like batons like full like almost body gear helmets and um they're the ones that are quite but they're the bullies basically they will like push anyone across the floor they will like try to beat anyone up but um this kid just nicked an officer's hat and the officer turned around and elbowed this girl in the face and then 
took a few pictures and the crowd backed away and I kind of backed away with it because I knew something was going to happen. And then um, out of nowhere, I kind of felt this like, mist on my face. And um, before you know, I was carried off with this like, burning sensation all across my my right side of my 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 body my my eyes of course both of them were just like completely out of commission I was like coughing I couldn't see my it was just it is such a peculiar feeling but it it it, it was it was quite painful very painful actually yeah that's horrendous when you're photographing the police during such an event do, do they sort of show any remorse or, or sort of back off when, when things like that are going on? Or, or is it sort of, d- does it feel almost like a inflammatory sort of thing that, you know, that um, encourages them per se? Well, I think the police, especially now, they are quite, they don't want to be caught on camera. And there was instances I had before where, um, well, as 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 well as a journalist and a photographer, police aren't going to stop you doing your job. That is like super illegal, especially mm. when you have the right credentials. A police officer stopping you from taking a picture that could be like painting evidence. I'm not too sure, but it is quite risky. And um, there was cases where mm. I've been trying to take a picture, and police officers just like push my camera away. I'm like, that's illegal. Like I say, I. Uh, get a picture's badge number and they'll push me again and they, they're kind of just trying to bully me out the way essentially mm. but um there, there was cases where like that happened but never to the extreme where like two three photographers have been pepper sprayed and targeted be it i was in the wrong place at the wrong time or the officer who discharged the pepper spray panicked and then went for the person wearing the brightest jacket. <laughs> yeah, well, just to, just to touch on on your pepper spray incident. Yeah. Um, I, if you don't know, I, I'm in the I'm in the RAF. And, oh uh, wow! Yeah. Yeah. So it, during basic training, we all have to go through uh, a, what's called a, a CS gas, which is yeah, it was a CS gas. Yeah. Yeah, which obviously is, is pepper spray, and yeah, so I can yeah. I can sort of uh, empathise with you, with you there, mate, about yeah. the excruciating pain that it gives you. It's absolutely horrendous, isn't it? Mm. It it was it's oil based, is, is it? I think I think so. Yeah. So what what yeah. essentially happens with us is we enter um, a room through through an entrance, and then there's an exit on the opposite side of the room, and yeah. you sort of you line up in single file, and you have your um, your uh, your corporal stood in front of you, and one by mm. one you sort of stand in front of him and take off your respirator, but um, all, all, all all the meanwhile you've got. Um, I think yeah, I think it is an oil or a paste that's just burning into the into the yeah. um yeah. So yeah, you, you take off your respirator and obviously then the elements get you. So yeah, yeah it's, it, it's not nice it's at all. And like, the worst thing is I got carried off and the police were trying to like take me to hospital and I'm like I don't want to go to hospital because like I I kind of took off my glasses in like a very blurry way. I can just see like punters being thrown by like police officers. I'm like, I can't leave now. And yeah. this lovely, lovely lady, um, sadly had no idea what she looked like because I was crying my eyes out. Mm. Um, she was a, a medic. She she is like a steward for the protesters, kind of making sure everyone's safe and not being pepper sprayed. But she came over and just threw loads of saline solution in my eyes. And yes. I, I got up, I, I kind of had a glass of water, I had some water, 
and kept my glasses in my pocket and I was almost like photographing blind for like wow. an hour afterwards. Wow. And officers who saw me pepper spray, they're like, why are you, why are you up? You should go. And, no. Yeah. No. Fair play. Fair play. Can't. Yeah, it, it was it was horrible. And I like I got home and I was like, washing my hands and it was still burning. I'm like, this is yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. I think I think water makes it worse to be to be honest. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> um do you do you feel like that that sort of made you more hungry uh, during that event in particular yeah yeah kind of because um i'm not sure if you managed to hear uh like two three weeks ago now uh there was the um there was an anti-mask protest in london Mm -hmm. and uh, i was photographing on the kind of front line within hyde park and i got charged by an officer and he kind of knocked me over in the face wow. and I was like well that's not nice at all and I kind of got carried away by police medics and then my, my friends were like kind of saying just make sure you're still are you okay I'm like yeah I'm fine and I kind of ran back into it and then 10 minutes later it happened again and I was like okay I'm calling it quits there but um I, I like the feeling of adrenaline like like I said I like chasing the dragon and like when you see something happening I, I think I just have to reevaluate everything and make sure, see where the action is, see where there's a potential way to get out if possible. But because yeah. it's also open in London, everything can kind of just disperse like that. But the police are quite volatile at the moment because of everything. Mm. So it's, it's hard to gauge how they react and how they can do or yeah. just react to a bottle being thrown. Yeah, right. Unbelievable. So on a on a lighter note, <laughs> um, what's what's the sort of what's your sort of um, favorite project that you've worked on? Uh, it, it's it's the rave project. It was it was quite almost like cathartic for me. Actually, there's so was this project, like my work through uh, events and processing. But um, it was like learning a different kind of way of like music and a different way of thinking and like working in like sweaty clubs and just kind of figuring out lights and being on the go for so long and walking for so long and just being into people like caked in sweat and um, I kind of I like that because it was it really pushed me into my comfort zone yeah and I kind of really carried the same aspects that to my everyday life now so uh, Ayush if if it was only if from now on you had to choose one type of thing to photograph say whether it was live music or protests, or you know, the, a rave culture, something like that. What what would be one thing that you would prioritize if if it was only one you could do? Oh, protests for sure, because they they're always going to it, it, it mirrors politics essentially. And the more politics changes, the more everything will change with it. And it, it's in the past year, everything's changed so dramatically. Mm-hmm. What's what's your um. What's your sort of aim? Like, what's what does next year look like for you, ideally? Oh goodness, I I don't I don't know. I'm I I'm trying to be very calm and just take each day as it is. But uh, I I want to do definitely more. I've tried to get into more like jobs where I can be sent on commission to countries and just photograph a project or a group of people for like a few days a month, and then being sent to potentially more. I don't want to say dangerous, but more interesting events happening, like what's happening in 
um, Manir with all these uh, like almost a military coup and how mm. protesters are like fighting against the military, which is amazing, but oddly very terrifying. And also, it'll be amazing yeah. to go there, but I just I obviously need a lot of training to do that. Mm. What sort of training do you can you is you know is facilitate out there? Uh, it'll be it'll be combat photography training. So wow, yeah, so learning how to like photograph in a war zone and like what to do if you're like kidnapped, how to like find fixers and stuff like that. That was insane, and you and that's and that's what you want to do. <laughs> um, maybe long case. Man. I haven't 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 done the focus on that yet, but um, long term. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. That's crazy. Definitely. Rather you than me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just tell them you've been in the middle of a few mosh pits in Cardiff, and I guess you. Oh were... yeah, yeah. That's enough. <laughs> French hands and red stripe. That's that's enough for me. <laughs> How does it work then for you as being like you know a f- freelance photojournalist? Mm-hmm. If you're going out to protest and things and you're taking photos, how does that work as far as your your income and things as as being the you know, self-employed, are you looking to get photos so you can then, you know, sell to magazines and things like, or whatever, I, you know, I don't know how it works. That, 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 that's exactly it. I either take a few pictures and then I I manage to sell them on to like websites or a stock imagery or I cover events for the likes of like Vice. Right, yeah, yeah. So I do, I do quite a bit of research into like sending pictures. I did uh, late last year, or early last year, and I kind of email advice a few every day every day for a few weeks or every week and then they finally let me do something and I kind of kept shooting for them and just kept making the pictures and then they finally said you know what do you want to cover this for us can can you tell us more if you about any pictures you have and see if we're interested and I kind of just go from there so yeah I'm very lucky in that sense but it was a lot persistent emailing back and forth to them Mm. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy when you think about, you know, everybody has access to a camera and everybody has access to photographing certain events or whatever. But it's it's amazing to me to, to understand that you, you know, have have the talent to be able to give companies and businesses such as, as Vice, as you just mentioned there, you know, you've got that power to 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 give them what they want through through photography. I, I think that's insane. I think that's unreal. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. So are you for the listeners, where can we find you online and things like that? Yeah, uh, well, I think, uh, as you said, Instagram is a great place to start. Um, uh, Instagram is Yushi, so that's underscore Y-U-S-H-Y. And then everything else you can find from there, I think that would be best. Mate, it's been brilliant talking to you. Uh, thanks Thank a lot you. for coming on again. Um, oh, pleasure. I'll, be, I'll be looking forward to your next updates on Instagram, man. <laughs> Hopefully no <laughs> interaction with police. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully no more pepper spray. Oh, God, no. Never again. (laughs) Uh, Thanks a lot. You appreciate that, bro. It's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much.